Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. Episode 57, Coming Home Again. This is the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast, home of the Seven Days of Sex Challenge, featuring your hosts, the authors of the groundbreaking new book, Stripped Down, Tony and Elisa DiLorenzo. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And tonight we're going to be talking about coming home again. Uh, before we do that, you guys know we always jump right into what's been going on in our week. And uh, and the title is titled that because you came home again today. I came home again today. You're, off, you're off on a business trip. And your Leah Sophia stuff. Yeah. Lots of exciting um, developments going on with Leah Sophia. So I'm very excited about the direction of 2011 with the company and um, just things that are going to be happening in my business with that and I know we haven't even had a chance to talk about it. We I picked you up at the airport some, what is it, four or five hours ago now? I know. We, and it's been sort of a whirlwind since you got home. I don't understand it. It's like calm when you're not here. It's like, it's like so mellow. It's like kids go do this, go do that, and then you're here, and it's just like all hell breaks loose. It's weird. Funny, I had a conversation with a gal on the plane about that very thing, and I said, you know what, He's, I'm going to get home today. This was, okay, this was kind of an interesting thing too. So, I, I got to go back before sit down, getting ready to sit down on the plane because we connected in Houston this morning. Yeah. And there were like three people in the immediate vicinity that were all in the wrong seats, you know? And then the guy's like, no, I'm sitting in your seat. And he pulls out his slip and the uh, you know boarding pass and the flight attendant's like, sir, this is for a completely different flight. Well, it was for the flight he had been on previously. Before this, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well that's good. Um, and you're on, so yeah, and good job. You know, and so then a couple of different people made some adjustments. It it was just really refreshing to see people being nice on a flight instead of everybody getting really piggy about which particular seat they were on. Yeah, because you flew Continental. See, I, I the only flight airline I fly anymore is Southwest, so it doesn't matter where you're at. Sit your butt down. Which right, way. I was. Yeah, we flew, and that's the way it should be everywhere, in my well, opinion. But whatever. Not everybody feels the same way you do. I know. So. I was making eye contact with the people that were still trying to get into their seats, like heading my direction. I made eye contact with this woman Mm -hmm. and I said, are you sitting in this row? And she said, yes. And there was already a guy sitting in the middle seat. Okay. And he said, why don't I just move over and you can have the middle seat. And she said, yes. And I was just like, and you know, I actually made the comment out loud. Look at all the nice people on this flight today. And of course it gets the requisite giggles because people don't think anybody on planes are polite. But I ended up talking to these two people for the entire flight. It was like really? two and a half hours. Were you in the middle? No, I was on the end. Oh, where was Hannah? Hannah was sitting on the other, oh, like we okay. had two aisle seats. She, we were so exhausted. She fell asleep. And I have never had a situation where I've talked to two complete strangers on a plane for two and a half hours. Really? Half, three, almost three hours. Yeah. And it was amazing. Yeah. Cause you bring your books and you get a little reclusive. You're just like, I'm going to read my book. And yeah. I didn't travel with books this time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And really so, magazines. No, I, I read one of my friends, Elizabeth, had given me her People magazine for the flight from Orlando to Houston. And, and what did you talk to them about? We talked about everything. In fact, Hannah was so funny. She's like, that sounded like a 
marathon counseling session. We talked about budgets. We talked about relationships. We talked about relationships with your in-laws. We talked about how to, you know, we talked about nutrition. I mean, it was just like. Did you book us a gig? <laughs> I, think I, got, I, I think I did one on the plane. They just dude, got it for free. Darn it. But it was. It was Do they got a corporate gig we can work? <laughs> Some angle we can work yeah, can there? We, you know what? And it's, it really comes down to where this topic came from tonight and so i won't go fully into depth in this phone or uh, airplane conversation but just really amazing to sit with two people who were just like the right people in the right place yeah well that's cool and you know we exchanged the woman and i exchanged contact information and just you know to stay in touch in the future and wow um, that's pretty amazing she also she's formerly from san diego and she gave us some ideas for um date nights did she? In La Jolla. Yeah. She gave me all kinds of low down on restaurants and happy hours. Did she live down there? Um, or? She actually used to live um, in the apartments across the street from Qualcomm. You know, this one's up on that little mm. hill right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. On yeah. the north side? Yes. Okay, yeah. And, um, yeah. She's cool. Like, so, so that was nice, too, because, you know, date night ideas. You guys know we always love to have additional ideas, ideas so or restaurants, um, places to go. And so that was... That and even talking about that this week, we did a little impromptu kids are in bed, little game night. We just played some games of Yahtzee. That was actually supposed to lead to something. Oh, was that supposed to lead to sex? Was that Wednesday night? That, that was oh, Wednesday that was night. Wednesday night. Yeah. So, so last week when we were talking, if you guys remember, Elisa and I had it all planned out because she was going to be gone Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Of course. That we were going to probably Two of have those three days were my days to That are her days. Sex. So we figured it was going to happen Wednesday, but Alex came out and the kid didn't fall asleep. Yeah. Like he was having a hard time going to sleep and I passed out. Right. So, you know, I'm like, well, you know, we haven't done this in a while and we've turned off the TV. So we're not plopping our bottoms in front of the TV. Luckily, we didn't play Naked We that day. That would have sucked. <laughs> Alex walks in. Mom, Naked Dad. We or. Mom, Dad, what are you doing? Decided oh, uh, for did, a change did, of scenery. Did, and that's right. I mentioned, been, maybe, gosh, luckily we didn't have sex in the living in room the that living night. Room. And it was just one of those things where I'm like, well, you know, we'll just play some Yahtzee and we'll see where it goes. And Well, you, you know, know, we're going to have to get it like some of those when you go into restaurants oh, or little ding stores ding that ding. ding. Yeah. So like when the kids, if they come out of the room, <laughs> it would, it would. Was that like a sex alarm or something? Yeah, you you know, just let us know. Oh, hey, they're coming coming down the hallway. So, yeah, so we tried for a while and then, you know. We tried. I had no intention of having sex at that point. I thought we were just playing Yahtzee. Yeah, well, I was, I mean, I was still I guess I didn't get, oh, okay. I I I mean, it wasn't like I was saying, hey, we're going to have sex. We're going to, you know, wait for not sleep. I didn't get the, uh, I I didn't get that sense while we were playing Yahtzee at all. I mean, you were very far away from me. My clock was ticking in terms of, you know, my days to initiate and, um, limited window and then we're in bed and he's still tossing and turning in his his bed and so um those of you that have heard the conversation uh, the podcast we did a few weeks ago about being vocal in the bedroom if i if i hear him tossing and turning so much that i know he's awake Mm -hmm. i i can't even i can't even go there you need to get earplugs no because i don't really need him knocking on the door saying mom why is the bed making that noise right you know so I'm like in bed reading, just saying, okay, Alex, fall asleep, fall asleep, fall asleep. Well, Tony fell asleep first. and <laughs> I was tired. You were tired. It was fine. Um, there, there's something lately, man. I, I mean, I'm just up late and I'm just doing stuff and right. I just, I'm burned out at night sometimes. So Thursday morning. As much as I'd love to have sex, I'm just sort of like, eh. <laughs> eh. 
There's I guess I feel like we're we're in one of those spots in our marriage too, where it's, I'm I'm so happy we we still do our intimacy lifestyle because if not, I think there would be many a weeks that we would just sort of go, eh, it's okay. We're busy. We're doing stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm happy that that is part of our just normal weekly life and has become a part of our life because it does it does put it to the forefront and it it does make it it makes intimacy a priority priority priority. and and knowing see when i fell asleep and woke up the next day i was sort of like well maybe we can pull it off and i'm like okay just drop the kids off don't go sit in the room and go read just drop little ones off and come home and there would have been time right well that was easier said than done because the five-year-old was really um just anxious about me leaving. I understand so, that. Well, this honey, you're here. She also didn't have a regular teacher in her class that morning. So oh, it's not like, boy. so it just took a little longer. And so I come home and, you know, clock's ticking because my ride's going to be coming to pick me up. And I'm like finishing up the last minute. And I was like, you think we got time? Well, I think you were just making little things done so that you could not have to have sex. What? That, uh, no. Yeah. Honey, I had to get all this stuff done. Okay. But did I not say yes as soon as you made the suggestion? Yes. No, no, no. I, I'm so, okay. No, I'm so glad we you pulled, we pulled off a quickie Thursday yeah. before I left with about so, seven minutes to spare. Yeah. And if you guys need a quickie, I mean, that was like all of five minutes. Boom. If that. I don't even think of that. It was probably five minutes. Okay. So we'll go just, with your version of the events. Yeah. Well, I'm just, and I'm just saying for, for a husband to have a wife who is willing to just go, okay, let's do it. I'll have to say for for those of you who are listening, those female listeners of ours, uh, you may be surprised at the jaw on the floor if, if you do that for your husband, because you might not realize how much that can impact us to know that you're willing to just drop it right there and then and go for it quick. It doesn't have to be the same old in the bed. You don't have to be you know, under the covers or whatever you got on. I mean, it's, it's five minutes for, uh, for guys. It's just a release at sometimes. And I was just sort of like, gosh, darn it. This it's Thursday and you're not going to be home till Sunday. And will we be able to do anything Sunday? Because you're probably going to be tired. And, and I was like, before you know it, it's a, a week's gone by again. And you didn't have to deal with that. I didn't. So that was good. So we that pulled was, that off. And we did. I flew off to Orlando and, and I've been home with the kids ever since. Mm hmm. Exactly. Oh, excuse me, you guys. It's <laughs> wow, and I'm the one that's been traveling for the last four days. Yeah. Um, and I've been here with the kids, making it happen. So yeah. it's been it's actually been really good. I mean, Thursday, Friday, it all went well. Um, gosh, no issues really. We 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 had a couple, you know, outbursts or whatever. But I just don't even listen to it. it it's really easy without having a second parent here because they can't go anywhere. It's like, go to your room, be quiet. When you're ready to come out and talk about this, you can come out. They can't go to anybody else. They can't make any, you know, adjustments. And, oh, he said, she said, and dad said, and this and that. It's just like, that's what it is, guys. And so we went on a tear starting yesterday. We did, I don't know, four or five loads of laundry, did all, I mean, had it all done last night. You know, we went to church and I said, told the kids, I go, you got two options. One, you can sort and fold your clothes after church or after dinner tonight, or you can do it tomorrow. Either way, whichever one you do, you cannot complain. And they both chose to do it today. And 
which worked out fine. I did my ride in here in the trainer. And uh, when I got out, I, you know, had breakfast, did my stuff. And I was just like, let's go. It's time to sort. Last night I had time, so I just did our stuff, you Mm -hmm. know. So they only had to go through theirs. And, you know, a little him and hawing, but I was just like, nope, you guys said you're going to do it, so let's do it. And nothing. I mean, they just went through it, tore through it. I sat there with them, helped them a little bit here and there when they needed it. Obviously, Abby needs her help. She's only five, but, you know, just got it going. All right, Abs, here we go. And I do have to say it was very nice to uh, to see your Facebook post where you said that, you know, you were working on getting all the laundry done before I came home. That was nice to see. And it was appreciated to come home. He had the kids. Even though your love language is not acts of service. No, but it is still appreciated that I'm not coming oh, home yeah. to any laundry but my own and that you had the kids' rooms cleaned up and, mm-hmm. you know, everything was just in order and... I honestly didn't even talk to my kids. Well, see, um, here's the thing, though, too. When you're not here, the piles don't pile up because there are no piles. It's like things happen and they get washed or they get put away and they're done. It's like very simple. It just sort of all flows. But when you're home, and I and I noticed this the last couple of times, you love to pile and, and everything. I mean, we've already had the piling episode. This is not that episode. So, but I'm just saying this. <laughs> I'm just this, saying this is not this, the piling I episode. I understand that, but I'm just, this is just <laughs> my week. I'm telling them about my week. And oh, this, okay. this is just a observation that has happened. Observe away. You know, so dinner happens. Dinner is done. It gets cleaned up. It, I'm washing or doing something while... Dinner is cooking. I, I I don't get it. It just flows very well. I don't know, guys. Do you think he's getting the idea that he can just do this without me? It kind of sounds like I'm. I'm not saying I can't do it without you. I'm not. But I really just am kind of like the wrench. No, in, I'm. In I'm, I'm not saying that, but it just it all flows, and I don't know why. Hmm. Interesting. Yes, very. <laughs> and then on Saturday. I took the kids down to the convention center and that was really fun because the kids have never really been downtown San Diego. I mean, we went right down 163 that ends up on, what's it end up on like 10th? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're on 10th. Yeah. And so I went through 10th down to the convention center and they're like, dad, are those skyscrapers? You know, they're like, I'm like, yeah, our children, children, I'm children, like, we don't drive sure. them half an hour to downtown San Diego. I'm like, yeah, yes. You know, and they're just like loving it. We just rode through and it was an eye opener because I took them down F street, which is where mm. like F and seventh is where Salvation Army is. Mm-hmm. And so you have a load of homeless people around there. And I was just like, look at you guys. These guys are waking up. This is where they live. And Abby, the heart of gold that she has, she's like, darn it, dad, we forgot the blankets in our, in mommy's car, you know? And she was like ready to just jump out of the car. It seemed like to go pass them out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, honey, she we did. Have. So we forgot to do that or for, to bring the blankets. But then we went down to the convention center and the convention center had this thing called Endurance Live, which is an expo. And we just sort of hung out. It was really cool it was for, you know, running cycling, triathlon type stuff, swimming, that all sorts of cool stuff. And I was down there because fit marriage mm-hmm. and I wanted to go check out some cool products and what is happening and what's sort of out there. So it was really fun. I took a bunch of video and hopefully we'll have that video up on Friday on the fitmarriage.com site. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. 
It was very sweet Saturday too because night. the kids obviously got little goodies from walking around this expo. And oh so gosh, yeah. I, I mean, get <laughs> I get in the car and um, of course Abby wants me to sit in the back of the van with her and, and she gets all like, I got a secret mom. <laughs> and I said, what's up honey? She's like, we got you presents and they're hiding under your side of the bed. So when you get home, you got to put your hand under your bed so you can find your presents. And I made you a card and it's like a lot of cards all together, mom. And, mm-hmm. and just her... Abby's love language is gift, gifts. Gift, gift, yeah, gifts. And um, she often speaks her love language to other people. I mean, she just loves to give Gift. gifts. Yeah. And as much as she loves to receive them too, she's also very, you know, and that's how we know it because she's so appreciative of just the little things. But she was just, you know, like, she's like, okay, mom, why don't you guess? You know, why don't you guess what your gift is? Why don't you, why don't you like try and spell it and see if you can guess it, which is kind of funny because at five she still can't spell but she mm-hmm. thinks that she can so um you know getting home they had you know the reusable bags and they had stickers they had received and uh, they had gone to one booth in particular that had this thing called a running skirt and that's what i prefer to work out in so they were all excited to be able to have the um i guess postcard expo card mm-hmm. for this particular right for this particular site and you know so they're just telling me about all the neat things they got to see and you know plus daddy took them out for in and out and took them out for frosties of course yeah we did our budget we did some fun stuff that was all using free coupons um so that we don't you know uh in and out we used one of the free coupons Oh, and then, Alex probably wanted double double. Yeah, Alex wants his double double now. Yeah. Pounds through that. So it was it was only like with our coupon though, we did uh what do we have? Alex and I had double doubles. We got a fry we shared between us, some waters. I had an iced tea, so I had a combo deal. And then we went to Wendy's and we got our free junior frosties and we spent all of like nine bucks. Yeah. See, we're getting we're getting very deliberate about our spending and this was something that even kind of played out um being on my trip mm-hmm. because the kids did ask if i was going to bring them back something we don't travel very often um you, without, tra- you travel quarterly I, yeah i do but not i mean it, it that's picking up a little bit more and we have some other trips planned this year too um puerto rico puerto rico hello <laughs> April, Puerto Rico, we're gone. Um, but you know, so here I am, you know, we're in Orlando, we're at different airports. I actually saw a couple when we were in Houston, I kept seeing these Texas shirts and and my son, Alex is a huge university of Texas fan. Yeah. Actually, I think yesterday he was like, dad, if I have to choose between two schools for college, it'll be either Texas or USC. I said, Oh really? I go, how about Boulder? I go, you don't want to go to CU? goes no their football isn't really good <laughs> i go we just got a new coach son yeah uh yeah i, I think texas or usc dad i said all right make it happen bro <laughs> you better start working on that now yep make um, it happen scholarship but as i was you know as i was looking around downtown disney when we were there as i was looking around you know the different airports we were traveling and you know every once in a while i'm like oh i really should get something for the kids and then i look at this stuff going really what am i going to get them if I get them no. a t-shirt, they have... Uh, it's called Simplify. Well, but that that's where I'm going with this. Okay. It, it was the whole... If I get them a t-shirt, it's just going to be another t-shirt that I end up having to... Or Tony ends up having to wash because they like wear it for half a day and then they bunch it up and they put it in... Their hamper. And that was the weirdest thing. 
I'm doing all the clothes. Yeah. No kidding. Their piles, massive. their pile is massive. I'm like, you guys, what are you wearing? We're going to start pulling clothes uh, out I, of their I closets. I just don't, yeah. I don't get what they wear that they have that many clothes yeah. that I have to wash on a given weekend. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. I'm serious. I, th- I bet you Abby wears like a sock for all of like 10 minutes and she's like, ah, it's dirty. And she just throws it in. It's it, yeah. I was like, you guys got to figure this out because this is ridiculous. Okay. Go. So no clothes. Yeah, I was like, okay, that rules out the clothes. And then I'm thinking, I, I don't want to buy them toys because all we do is, you know, when they don't pick up their toys, we just take them away, which is where her hamper is. You were asking me. Her hamper right. got taken away because last week I used it to scoop up all the stuff she did. Her arms were too sore. That's w- her was anything. it in our closet? It's in our closet. Oh, that's what I thought. Yeah. Her, her, when she doesn't want to do something, her arms are too sore for her to be able to do. It's her, it's her I don't want to do this, but I'm not going to tell you I don't want to do it. I'm going to tell you my arms are too sore. And so... I help her arms yeah. by scooping up all of her stuff so she doesn't have to do it. And then I take it away. And she, I have to tell you, I don't know if she told you this. I'm sure she did. But um, so I took away probably three or two or three of her dolls. And, you know, even last week when she had friends come over, she's like, well, I can't play with my dolls because my mommy took them away. And of course, this other little girl looks at me like, oh, you took away her dolls and the mom's looking at me. And I said, you know what? If she cannot pick up her toys, she doesn't need to have them. And mm-hmm. I do have to say this played out really interestingly because she's telling me in the car on the way home from the airport today how she made a cardboard dog. So she drew this dog on a piece doll. of card. Oh, I thought she said dog. No, it was a cardboard doll. Doll. Okay. Because I took away all her toys. Yeah. And she, I did, thought, she did a great job. I thought, oh my gosh, that's fantastic. I said, that's a great solution to the fact that I took your dolls away. Yeah. You know, and I had to help her cut it out because she couldn't cut the cardboard. But you know what? That cardboard doll does not take up nearly the amount of space that the other ones do. And uh, so, yeah, so I ended up not buying the kids anything. Good. We got treats throughout um, the rally this weekend, you know, pieces of candy, which, of course, I'm not eating because I'm not doing the sugars and, you know, little other like a glow stick and a pen. and, And, you know, I was telling the girls that I was with, I said, you know, the thing is, is that a because my kids don't get candy. I don't give the, I, you know, I don't go out Although and buy we went candy. to a football game, little party before we came and picked you up and there was some candy there. Well, but the, you know what? I mean, we're not, we're not so restrictive that they can't do that. And although I did have a blow up on Abby because John was very nice. And he was going to give her a Capri Sun. I'm like, no, sorry, hun. And she was just like, ah, I'm done. I want to go now. I'm like, good. Go sit by the door and we'll go because <laughs> we were about to leave anyways. I'm like, honey, you've had enough. Get out of here. Yeah. But so it was just, it was just a a reminder. You know, I I found myself stopping every time I had that, oh, I should get the kids something and saying, you know what? Whatever I get them is going to be inconsequential. Yeah. You know, for them just to get something, you know, I saved the, surprisingly enough, we actually got pretzels on one of our flights, which Mm -hmm. kind of floored me because some of the airlines have refrained from doing anything but drinks. And fortunately, they gave me two packages. So as soon as I got to the car, I'm like, guys, I got you something. And I hand them each a pack of pretzels. I'm like, oh, mom, that's great. Okay. Cost me zero. You know, yeah, cost me my ticket. So it's just, just a reminder that our kids don't need, not just our kids, your kids don't necessarily need all the stuff. Sometimes they're happy just to know that, you know, whether you got that extra piece of candy and you saved it for them, that you were thinking about them. You know, that's that was all they were really asking. Are you going to remember me while you're on your trip and just think about something special for me? Yeah. 
It's and totally that's, true. And that's what I did. And they were so appreciative of just being remembered. Mm-hmm. And that really hit home to me. They're not asking for stuff. They're asking for me to remember them while I'm gone. Right. That was a big deal. Nice. Anything else happened last week? Um, Let me think here. Mm. The one thing I did want to mention, actually, yeah. is that... I've mentioned to everyone here that I'm going to be doing this race at the end of February called a Spartan race. And last night at church, our church does this wonderful food packing event that feeds million, not millions, probably about a half a million. Last year it fed a million. Uh, this year it will be about a half a million folks in Haiti and Tanzania. And to feed these 500,000 people and package this food, we need to raise somewhere in the vicinity of, I think it's about... Hmm, man, I forget how much at this point in time. But anyways, it, it, it hit me. I'm, I'm doing this race called the Spartan Race at the end of February. Cool thing was is when I was at the expo on Saturday, I met some of the folks there who will be at the race. They're there promoting it. And it sort of hit me. Um, I, I want to do the Spartan Race. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a lot of passion for it. But I feel like I, I just need something out there to really make me go at it. Okay. it. You know, it's out of my it's out of my realm of comfort. And so I had the idea that it's an eight mile long race mm-hmm. and that I would raise a hundred dollars for every mile. So eight hundred bucks. Oh wow. And I thought that would be a cool way that we, everybody here part of the one community, could give to our what is it called here? The fight against hunger and feed roughly 800 plus people because i think they said a dollar can feed or is it a dollar per package and that package feeds four people i, I think that's it so okay. i think you're actually looking at 3200 because if you multiply 800 times four yeah and i'll put links in this so here it is i'm putting it out there i would love to raise 800 dollars by the end of february when i do the spartan race which is february 26th and all the funds that come in will be going directly to the church at Rancho Bernardo to feed these folks in Haiti and Tanzania. These are two places that we do support um, through our church. And so it it just was, I was just sitting there going, man, this would be a fun way to raise money. So Okay, wait, so you said you want to raise, I, I just logged onto the site. Okay. You want to raise $800? Yeah. Um, $100 is 400 meals. So you're looking at okay. 3,200 meals. Okay. So I would love your guys' support. Yes. Yes. Okay. I would love your guys' support. And I, I figured. Actually, sorry. What? That math is wrong. It's 32. Did I say 32,000 meals? No. 3,200. Because it's four zeros. Okay. It's a lot of meals. Yeah. All right. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I'm springing this on Elisa. Obviously, we haven't seen <laughs> each like, other. Oh, I've got to do math now. Hold on. <laughs> so, and obviously, I figured with us, I mean, we could we could definitely get the kids involved and have them helping out and going, hey, here's dad doing it. And I'll definitely be posting up pictures. Um, we had Alex involved last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to be here for the actual packing that will happen on the 26th and 27th of March. Oh, that's your bike ride. That's my solving double century, but... You know, Elisa will be around and she'll be there. So we'll be able to do pictures and all that good stuff for sure. Yeah, it's just, we'll have to say, yeah, because only one kid is able to help. Why? Because uh, it's be... ages 6 to 100. 
106, however old you are. Starts at, Abby's not six yet. Yeah, we'll make it. No worries. We can make that happen. Um, He's got the hookup. So again, I'm going to have links in here. If you're interested in supporting me, even if it's a quarter a mile, I mean, that's two bucks. I would so appreciate it. And if you have any questions, you can contact me directly at asktony at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. You can also call in at 858-876-5663 if you have any questions and I'll give you a call back. Something I'm passionate about. I love taking my activities and and doing something good in return. And I haven't done it in a long time. So I really felt led last night when I was just hearing this to, to go out there and do it. That's awesome. Yeah, you are totally springing on this on me. I'm like, oh. yeah. that would explain why I saw that pledge sheet on my desk or on the table when I came home. Yeah, well, I just thought, you know what, as a family, we can just go out there and, and it's a it's a family thing. We're doing it for for the uh, fight against hunger, but we're also doing it for dad going to go race at the Spartan race. And so that was that. Very cool. Yeah, I thought that would be fun. And that number, 858-876-5663, you guys can call in with any of your questions or any of your comments. We have not heard from anybody in 2011 yet about ah. a we did it. Um, I'm hoping some folks are gearing up to have sex for seven days straight and just thinking about it. I know it's <gasps> cold on the East Coast. There's nothing better to do right now than to go have sex for seven days straight and call us and let us know you did it. Wow, all these like major snowstorms that are coming through. It's a good way to stay warm. Yeah, and and to that we have a listener, John Michael from Denver. My wife and I have started the 60 Days of Sex Challenge. And he says, hooray. Yes, hooray for you guys. That's awesome. It's been wonderful thus far. I was thrilled and surprised that my wife was so eager about, and she is on board, which is which is always amazing to me. It's like you never hear the the wife coming to us saying that. Did, have we heard the wife going, "Man, I was e-, my my husband was so eager." And have we heard that? I I don't think so. But I I just think it's sort of a state of where we are in our marriages sometimes, and I think it's sometimes sad that it has to be that way. But anyways, this has been a long time coming. During our nine and a half years of marriage, congratulations, you and Elisa are literally an answer to my prayers for a better marriage. Well, we are. We are glad we're here. Gosh, that's awesome. Thank you. I have a quick question for you and the rest of the community. What have you and others who have participated in the 60 Days of Sex Challenge done to change things up? Both my wife and I are enjoying our sexual experiences together, but are looking to spice things up a little more. Any suggestions? So folks out there, please call in. We'd love to hear your answers or comment below in the comment section. I think that would be a great place for you to put in. I know a number of you who who have done the 60 days of sex mm-hmm. can please give your, give your opinion because a lot of us need to hear it. Even Elisa and I need to hear how you guys change things up because we learn from you as well. For those of you who've done the seven days of sex challenge, same thing. It's, it's still seven days. What have you done to change it up? Well, and I would even say in response to John Michael that I would, I would go on the website at one extraordinary marriage.com and take a look at, um, the seven days of sex challenge and those comments in there on each and every day, um, whatever we had thrown out, you know, there would be days where it's, you know, change of scenery. And, you know, if you want, uh, you want to change things up a little bit, start reading through there and seeing all the different places that people, um, opted to, to have sex that day or, 
um, take the lead, the, the quick, you know, there are so many, we had, you know, seven different days of challenges, mm-hmm. quote unquote, where you start reading those comments and it really just starts to, you know, spark. Okay. Well, you know what, if I'm going to, if I'm going to change the scenery, if I'm going to, um, well, change the scenery, I think has a couple of components because mm-hmm. you can have an inside change of scenery and you yes. can have an outside change of scenery. So, so that's like a double bonus, right? So one would be, you know, moving away from your bedroom to maybe the kitchen or the living room, even to the bathroom. A lot of people just don't think of, okay, there's a bathroom. Let's utilize it to outside it could be in your backyard i mean you could go into your car go for a drive you could go to a specific park a specific mountaintop whatever you so choose you could have sex during the day during the day maybe even with the lights on right craziness (laughs) okay that's 14 and a half years Um, of marriage right there (laughs) i i think one thing to changing it up that has been beneficial for elisa and i and this came back years ago was picking up the book Joy of Sex mm-hmm. and utilizing a, the different positions that were... Just a little disclaimer on that. Yes. Um, because we have talked about the Joy of Sex before online. And there are... In the beginning. In the beginning, there are actual photographs. photographs. Yes. Um, and so I'm just giving a little disclaimer. If there are any issues with pornography... Mm-hmm. Um, we do not recommend that that we actually had never paid attention right. to those people. Like, I, I don't know how somebody mentioned, it. no, well, but I don't know how we didn't. I mean, like well, we just no kind of like, you know, like you flip open the book to the middle and it's, it's all drawing, you know, like right. pencil sketches. And so when somebody brought this up to our attention, the first time we mentioned the joy of sex, um, we actually had to go back to our copy and go, and really? There, there are pictures. <laughs> We okay. have no clue. No clue. But I do want to say that for right. anyone listening, if there are any issues with pornography or if that's something you're not comfortable with, mm-hmm. um, like I said, we don't even look at those pictures, but I just want to say right. avoid the book if that's the case. No, that's totally, totally true. It, it's it's one of those things where just change of position is, is fun. I mean, I think the thing is, is how you go into it. Mm-hmm. And there have been times it, it, here's, and when I say the way you go into it, it sounds sort of odd, but, um, <laughs> wonderful choice of words. Though. Thank you. But you know, you're trying something new. So you may have intercourse that lasts all of like a minute in that one position, but it does not work it, there. It's uncomfortable for you. It may be uncomfortable for her. And so you end up going either missionary or maybe from, from behind which is totally cool. I mean, we have tried many of the the positions in this book. Some of them have ended up in like full on laugh laugh sessions. Yeah. And and we really, how do people, you know, like how do you get in this position? How do you hold it? How do you, you know, how how do people do this? And it's kind of like, you know, sometimes some of those, I mean, it's kind of like naked twister, you know, and not that we've played naked twister, naked, 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 we naked bowling. Yeah. Naked, we naked, we bowl. Yeah. Not naked bowling. Uh, but I'll cl- clarify that that's all been on with the we, not yeah, yeah. We're we're, we're not like <laughs> we're not exhibitionists. We're, exhibitionists, yeah. Uh, we're not we're not like at the at the Poway Bowl doing this. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> wow, that's just an image there that I don't need to have. Um, but yeah, I mean that's something else that was really silly. We have a we, and one night we're like, let's do naked we. Okay, silliness, complete silliness. But again, yep. it's another way to strip poker intentional moments. Mm-hmm. 
write that one down so we can put a link sure. to intentional moments. Dawn over there, she has a wonderful website and company where she sells Christian based, you know, games. What are you looking at? Well, no, I'm trying to think how you say it. It's more what? games designed for the Christian couple. Oh, there you go. Thank you. It, yeah. It's not over the top. It's, uh, we've we've had some. I mean, she we got what do we get? Like some dice. We got the dice. The, we got um, like a Connect Four. Yeah, which is kind of funny. Um, and then the the here's another thing. Oh, you the, can, the fifty-two weeks of oh, we scratch off. We got to let's pull those out. We'll start that tonight. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, here's something else you can do. And in, in this, and this just came to me because we do this for prayer every night. Uh, Abby cut out a number one through ten because I was getting tired of me always having to pray every night. And I, I just feel that, Hey, you know what? There are other people in my family. Let them pray too. I want to hear what's on their minds. So we, we, or I should say we, Abby, she just made numbers one through 10, cut them out. And whoever gets the highest praise, well, maybe for you guys put 10 different things that you want done. Five for you, five for her. You pick out, she picks out, you know, you could also do just whoever gets the highest number is the one that initiates. Oh, there's a, yeah, there's a number of things you can do there. Um, gosh, you, you, uh, one of the big things I think that ends up happening in this time period in the 60 days, John Michael, is the communication and the openness that comes about in learning. So it, you have to both of you have to take the lead at times and being willing and open to trying different and new things mm-hmm. and talking about it. I think that's one of the biggest things. If, if oral sex is something that you desire, but she's doesn't, then this is a, a great opportunity to discuss this. Mm-hmm. Um, Elisa and I've had numerous conversations about this over the years and it's just, it's a way the 60 days of sex, I think is the end but it's all the stuff that happens every day leading up to it. So it could be, it could be sexting her. It could be sending her emails. It could be leaving her a voice message. It it could be buying her a flower or sending her a card. Okay. I have to interject here about the sexting because I didn't respond to you yesterday when you sent me one. So I'm in the middle of this general session and, you know, recognition and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And of course I've got my phone on vibrate so that I don't, like get an alert in the middle, a loud alert in the middle of somebody speaking. And um, so I've got my phone on the table and it starts to move. And so I pull it off and I look down and there is a sext from my husband. And I'm like, oh, okay. He's looking forward to me coming home. Yay. But I was really not in a position to reply to you, but I did get it. Then it was, it definitely put a smile on my face. There you go. So I just, I had to interject that because I didn't acknowledge you with that. But you know, it, it is the little things and it is the 60 days of sex challenge is about the journey. Mm-hmm. And this is an opportunity for the two of you to go deeper in your marriage, um, to have those conversations because you are being intimate every day to have those conversations that mm-hmm. maybe have been, been, pushed to the back burner, you know, about what your sexual desires are and that type of thing. And the mere fact that your wife said yes, in my mind says that she's at least open to having these conversations. Right. Because you can't embark like myself. 
if I hadn't been open to change and open to the possibilities, I would not have been able to say yes to Tony. Mm-hmm. Because I ha- in order to even say yes, I had to say, okay, you know what? This is not going to be the same old, same old for 60 days. Because mm-hmm. I'm not up for that. And, and would you agree, though, that wives want variety? Yes, I just, I, I would agree with that. And I would also add to that, that because so many wives, or I, I won't be specific with wives, because in so many relationships, one partner controls sex, sometimes those desires or needs are simply squelched by the power struggle that happened or the power imbalance that is in a relationship. But a lot of that is because the wives tend to just bow, not, I don't want to say bow down, but they don't, they don't take the lead any longer. So the power struggle is the husband wanting to have sex. Right. And her saying no, but just, you know, because she does totally going off topic but because she's using sex as a control Troll. you know when she does decide to mm-hmm. relent and, and give in which mm-hmm. i don't really like that term but it's actually very applicable in this case when she gives in and says okay you know what i'll, I'll have sex with you tonight it it's almost like i have to cross this off my to-do list so let's just do it in the quickest way possible you know missionary style boom get it over with and so while she might not even know she desires variety, if somebody's embarking on the 60 days of sex challenge. Oh yeah. Your mind is open. You, you, I think your mind has to be open. And again, all within the confines of what both partners agree on, it, it has to be, you know, it's never a, let's try this. And if my partner, you know, if your partner says no, you still go forward with it. No, that w- w- I, I think we've tried that sort of crap in the past. It doesn't it work. It doesn't work. And so this, this and that's years ago. but that's why I'm saying this yeah. is that you know you might desire something and your wife doesn't well if if she is like adamant that she is not going to try something don't force the issue and right. vice versa because it will go badly mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna just lay that out there from personal experience it will go badly um, so you know I'm again uh, would love to hear the comments from the community definitely those of you that have done seven or sixty or any number in between. Um, yeah, because your experience call in, write in, you know, this couple is looking for suggestions and they don't want to just hear the ones we have because you guys have a lot more to say. Yeah. Well, I think different experiences, it's just different experiences. And I think we all can learn from you guys Mm -hmm. from everybody. So, wow, that was our week and we're already at minute 42. So let me jump into coming home. Let's, let's jump into coming home. So this is one of those weekends where, reflecting on the weekend it, well it's never easy for me to leave my family in terms of just the preparation and you know the anxiety that it causes in our younger um, our youngest ch- our youngest child our baby uh, my five-year-old it was one of those weekends where I knew I was in the exact right place mm-hmm. at the right time on so many levels and specifically in, in talking to people about their marriages um, some of the women that were at this uh, man or not managers rally retreat zone rally um, have no idea that Tony and I have written a book that we talk about marriage. And so I walk into, and, and you can buy our book. You can go to our I, website. You know, I tell everybody, we, I look like I was even telling the well, girl I'm just on the telling everybody today. on air. We oh. haven't told them in a while. So you can go and still buy our book. That's how we sort of keep the lights going for one extraordinary mm-hmm. marriage. This is a, this is 
honestly just a ministry that we have and everything that comes in is basically to keep everything just running. Right. So I find myself at one o'clock East coast time. Yep. The first night we're there getting into a conversation. I guess. Yeah. I don't even know what night it was. My days are all running together, Mm -hmm. but getting into a conversation with one of my roommates about what's going on in her marriage. Okay. And the dynamic that they've got going on and, and the struggles that they're facing and you know, where the whole topic coming home comes from is that, you know, I point blank told her, I said, you know what, you, you have to, you have to make a decision. Are you coming home? Are you coming back to the beginning of your marriage? You loved him at one point in time. There were things that you saw in him that you desired. Right. And, you know, I said, you don't know my story, but let me, let me, let me give you a quick overview here. Marriage can survive pornography. Marriage can survive debt. Marriage can survive child loss. I know from your, this community, marriage can survive infidelity. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of things that marriage can survive. And you have to make the decision if you're going to come home or if you're going to walk out that door. You have to make the decision if you're going to come back to the beginning of your marriage and recommit and make the decision that intimacy is going to be a priority in your marriage. I mean, we were talking about some of the um, imbalances is the word I want to use, uh, priority imbalances mm-hmm. um, going on in her life right now. And and I was talking about it, I said, well, the reason he's so frustrated with you is because from what you're describing, he's low man on the totem pole. He gets whatever you've got left when you decide to give it to him. Yeah, the scraps. And I said, he doesn't feel loved by you. He doesn't feel respected by you. He doesn't feel that he's even really necessary. Right. And I say this because A, I've done it. And because B, we've heard from you guys when this is going on in your marriages. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we are having this in-depth, I mean, it ended up being two hours. Wow. Yeah. That's what I really needed after <laughs> traveling and everything like that. Can we send her a bill for two (laughs) fifty? No, (laughs) because finances are a huge issue. I'm not becoming a financial bird and I would not do that anyhow, but (laughs) you're so funny. Can I send her a bill? Yeah. You want, so you want continental and they'll start booking us on their flights and you want my friends to send you to pay a a bill. Yeah. (sighs) I know you guys miss him every week too, when you don't have him to listen to every day. Um, let me come back to the fact that get past the point that you want to start billing everybody. Um, but it was one of those things that I kept, I kept seeing this as I was talking to other people about their marriages over the weekend. I mean, like I said, I spent two and a half hours talking to these two complete strangers. Right. And one of them's this guy who's coming out here. Um, his ex-wife and his three sons are here and, and he's in Florida and you know, they he's trying to get custody of the kids, but he's also has a relationship going on in Florida Mm. and there are all kinds of dynamics to all of those people in his life. And, um, you know, in talking with him about the relationship in Florida, his girlfriend is expecting their child. And there are some dynamics there with his mom wanting, you know, she wants to come out when the baby's born. Well, of course his girlfriend also wants her mom there when the baby's born and he doesn't want to upset his own mother and I said here's the deal okay your mom is not her mom 
Her mom is the one that gets to be there when the baby comes and you need to stand up to your mom and tell her that she needs to wait because it's this other woman's first granddaughter, first grandchild, and he needs to protect that family unit. He needs to show his girlfriend. Is he going to get married to her? That's that actually never came up in conversation. I'm just wondering. He didn't make reference to the fact that he considers her like a wife, but he calls her. Yeah, that was a, that was a whole nother layer to this onion. Um, (laughs) This, yeah, these are the roundabout conversations I have. See what happens when I don't stick my nose in a book. Yeah. Well that, that's a whole nother discussion. Right. A whole nother can of worms. But what I was trying to, trying to get to, and this goes to so many of the relationships that we've heard about on this show is that, one spouse, and I said, you know, that's kind of how it is with uh, with Tony and I. If it's an issue with Tony's parents, Tony's the one that talks to his parents. If it's an issue with my parents and our marriage, I'm the one that goes to my parents. Right. Because if I go to Tony's parents, as much as they love me, there's a different relationship there. And they're going to handle whatever I have to say. Right. It's almost an antagonistic relationship if I'm coming and saying, well, you're doing this in our marriage or we want you to do this. And then they're like, well, Okay, great. You've, I mean, we know you've been in the family a long time, but that's not your place. And vice versa. And so I was, you know, I was having this situation where I'm like, okay, you need to go back to the basics. Here's how you have a healthy relationship. You put boundaries around your family unit. Right. Not the one you were born into, the one you're creating. Well, you leave your mother and father. Exactly. And you become one. And you, the two become one. Well, I was working on that two become one thing, but that was a whole nother. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, and, and same thing with the the woman that I was talking to and we were talking about finances with her husband, you know, their financial relationship and he's the spender and she's the saver. And so of course, you know, then we're talking about the whole cash plan and, and you know, she's, she's coming back home to working with and learning how to discuss finances. Tell them to go check out Dave Ramsey. She actually operates on a cash plan. Okay. Um, well, but, her- Right, he, no, he but, needs to get on board, though. Right, and that's what they're working on right now. Yeah, they've they've only been married for four months, and oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, so boy. they're they're still in the very early commingling of finance. Anyway, they need to go check out Dustin's site. And so he did something good on finances recently. Oh, I have to email her. But um, but it was one of those things where you know having this conversation and and talking about finances and talking about getting on the same page and talking about being stupid with our own finance. I'm like, I've done stupid. You can, I'm like, you should listen to the episode from you know. We've done it. We've done it again. We've done it. We've done it again. (laughs) You know, we slip up and we fall and we pick ourselves back up. We learn. You know, I I just said, you know, you have to keep coming back to your foundation. You have to keep coming back home. You can't just be like, I'm so frustrated with you. I can't do anything. You know, I can't see straight. Um, That's man. I wow. Four months in and you're already there. Well, that's scary. No, but in a good way, because she she is such a planner. I mean, this gal, she, I was just like, oh, she, she has got an emergency fund. She wants to have children in the future. So she's already starting her baby fund. Well, I understand that, but husband needs to be on board because if husband's not on board, she can do all she wants and he can find it and go spend it. Well, and that's what I, you know, and we had that conversation because I said, I said, so what's, what's this dynamic here? I mean, do you guys discuss your budget? Do you, um, you know, do you look at the bills each month? Do you, does he still have credit cards? <laughs> As I say, with one eyebrow raised, say, thinking, please tell me no. Um, 
you know, and so we, you know, I was asking her all these questions. She's like, oh, that's, that's really good. You, and I said, you can't exclude him from the finance. You can't con- take complete control so that he just gets his little slush fund every month and has no idea what's going on in the finances um, because that will, that will be detrimental to your marriage. Mm-hmm. E- even if he doesn't want to have control over the finances, he still has to be aware of them. You know, it's kind of like the situation that we ran into. You don't necessarily want to deal with the day-to-day bills and spending money and anything like that, but you do want to be aware and you do need to be aware of what's going on with our house financially. Yeah. I, I, I think as couples, you, you need to be that way. I, I think it would be, uh, and some of you may be this way, maybe both of you are just into your spreadsheets and you, you dig it and you can handle it. I'm sure you guys are. The mo the majority of the people that I've come across, there's one who wants to wants to do it. That they just feel that that's what they got to do, and there's the other one who just sort of wants to know. Um, gosh, and I used to think, oh, it's always. I used to think years and years ago that the woman was the one who always took care of the finances. But you know what? As as I get older and I talk to more people, I think it's I think it's almost fifty fifty. I, I really do. I, I think. There's there's one in the family or in the marriage who feels okay. I'm gonna do this, and one who just wants to know what, what's happening. I mean, there obviously there are times when somebody just neither of them want to do it, and one of them just picks it up. Right. But, but yeah. So you know, I, can't, I, I can't, want knowledge of what's happening. Right. And you know, so just multiple conversations. Obviously, as we're dealing with this guy and all of his relationships, and and just the different dynamics that he has going on in his life. And wow. yeah, I mean, there's a, a, a lot, like I said, multi-layered onion there, but you know, I kept having this sense. Okay. You know what people, we need to go back. We need to come back home. We need to come back to the fundamentals of the relationships, mm-hmm. whether it was with my roommate or with these two people on the airplane. You know, we need to remember one, if we entered into a relationship with this person, there was the, you know, there's a desire to be a part of this person's life. So what we need to do, whether, you know, and this is specifically for the roommate that I had this weekend, um, you know, we, we need to start with making intimacy a priority. We need to start with making our spouse a priority. Right. You know, that's what this guy needs to do. He needs to make his girlfriend the priority in the other relationships. You know, he his girlfriend needs to know that he's got her back when it comes to dealing with his mom. Right. You know, well, I think that happens and people need to hear that who are married is that, you know, if folks are starting to crowd in, you need to, you need to step up and to say it nicely, grow some balls and tell your folks what's happening. I know it's hard. Don't need to tell me. I, I, I know that. Um, She'll have those conversations sometimes with my own folks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm 37. So it's still uncomfortable. But as it gets, as you do it more and more, it gets easier. You know, but you got to really remember who you're around every day, too. And, and that bond that you have made with somebody else. Well, and, and, you know, part of that, too, you know, when I say coming home, I, I'm talking about coming back to your marriage. Mm hmm. You know, don't go home to mom and dad. Don't, mm. you know, <laughs> don't, don't go back to mom and dad to solve your problems. Right. If you made the commitment to get married, 
that is home. That, that is where the problem solving needs to take place first. You know, and you need the other part of that. And we've talked about this before. Um, you need to surround yourself with people who support marriage. Coming home is building that solid foundation of people that are not going to tear down your spouse, that are not going to feed you a lot of negativity about your relationship. You know, those girlfriends that are like, yeah, you know, you say something bad about your husband, like, yeah, I never liked him or he's always been a jerk or, you know, that, that, that stuff needs, you need to run from that like a plague. If you get yourself caught in those sort of groups, male or female, you need to run from that like it's the plague. Mm -hmm. Because if there's one thing that will just honestly just destroy your marriage is that kind of talk. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been around it and I know it. I mean, you hear it and it it, the lies become truth. And before you know it, you're going, gosh, I don't know why I, I was ever in love with this person. Well, somebody's been chattering in your ear telling you this and you've just fallen for those lies. So if you're in an office space that you're hearing a lot of that, if it gets, if it comes up, you got to walk away. You got to get out of it. I I mean, if there's one thing that bugs me more than anything is when I'm out and I hear people talking like that, it just, it irks me. And, And I'll say something. I'll be like, you know what? I would never talk about my spouse like that. Never. And, and honestly, I have no desire to be around anybody who talks about their spouse like that. Mm-hmm. And I'll walk away. I guess I have more freedom because I own my own gig and I can be at different places and stuff. But um, having been in toxic environments where guys talked poorly of their spouses, uh, I know how bad that can be. Well, and, and women do it too. You know, they kind of get together and have, you know, a complaint session about their spouse and you know it's it's putting these safeguards around your home mm-hmm. you know when you come home you, you you come in and you lock the door you ha- set up safe boundaries mm-hmm. with the opposite sex so that you don't ha- you know so you you set up you get rid of all of the the negative talkers mm-hmm. they stay outside of your home they don't belong in your home meaning your relationship you set up safe boundaries with the opposite sex Members of the opposite sex do not belong inside the walls of your marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need to have those close buddy friendships with members of the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. Too much temptation there. A lot. Too, too many possible opportunities that could just accidentally present themselves. You need, you need to have these walls of protection around your, around your home. Yeah. Your home being your marriage. You know, and, and the thing I kept hearing this weekend, and like I said, it was just over and over again, Alisa, you were in the right place at the right time. You were in the right place at the right time because I'm not beating anybody up. You know, we start talking and whether it was one person or another, and I actually don't even th- know that I told the two on the airplane. I told them about the book. Um, I don't know how much I went into the podcast um, because they were doing quite a bit of talking. And, you know, it was one of those things where these are just fundamentals. You just need to build your house on a solid foundation. And sometimes, I think a lot of times we don't hear about that. 
you know, that's why we are so thankful for this opportunity week in and week out to talk about those fundamentals, right? to talk about those things that are going to give you those walls of protection around your marriage, around your home, around your relationship to say, you know what? I am, I am going to come home every day and close that door and leave the outside world behind. I'm going to come home every day and you know, we may ha- we're going to have good days and we're going to have bad days. You know, we were never promised that every single day would be rosy. It's nowhere. So don't go looking for that because it's not, you're not going to find it. However, if you're willing to put the energy into your marriage, if you're willing to put the energy into protecting and building your marriage, the sky's the limit. You will have a marriage that is truly extraordinary. Because you have put the energy where it needs to go. Right. You haven't put the energy into the negative. You haven't put the energy into the other people. You have put the energy into your relationship, into your spouse, into your marriage. And you have a rock solid foundation to your home. Right. And and I would add one thing to that is that when those low points come in your marriage or those low times, you know, because we're all going to go through these these highs and these lows you are on such a solid ground. You're not concerned that your spouse is going to walk away. Mm-hmm. You are, you, you two will sit there together and go, we're having some tough times right now. We're having some tough days. Elisa and I, if you've listened to us over the last year, you know, we've gone through tough times and some tough days here and there, you know, but we both know neither of us are walking away. We both know we love each other dearly. And we know that there's going to be a brighter day. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the glory and that's the truth that we need to bind ourselves to. Mm. You know? So I, I would just say as, as this week unfolds for you, be in prayer for your marriage. Be in prayer for what's to come over this next year. And just, you know... Make your home the place. Come home each and every day and make it the place where you get to hang out and share with your spouse. Yeah? Yeah. All right, you guys. Thank you for a wonderful week. And um, we love you. Thanks for listening to the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast. We would love to hear from you. You can go ahead and give us a call at area code 858-876-5663 or send us an email to info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. The website is oneextraordinarymarriage.com. And while you're there, you can sign up for our Marriage Minute Monday newsletter and you can also purchase Tony and Elisa's new book, Stripped Down. It's available now in print, audio, and ebook formats. Also, The One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast has sponsorship opportunities available now. If your business is interested in sponsoring this podcast, please contact us at oneextraordinarymarriage.com.